Ties, a podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. We speak with organizations and partners around the state who are working to improve the quality of life for all Maine people. I'm Taylor Mace. Today on Main Ties, we're talking about community revitalization in downtown Skowhegan, a former mill town in Maine's Western Mountains region. Today's guests are Matt Dubois, co-owner of The Bankery and Skowhegan Florist. He is the president of the board of Main Street Skowhegan, as well as a board member of the Maine Community Foundation and serves on Maine Community Foundation's Western Mountains Committee. Also here today is Amber Lamke, co-founder of Maine Grains, uh, and she also plays a big part in the revitalization of Skowhegan. She was just named one of Maine Biz's Business Leaders of the Year for her small business that is making a big impact across the state. I'd first like to say congratulations to Main Street Skowhegan. It was announced in March that the organization will receive $2 million from the federal government towards its Skowhegan River Park project. Can you share details about the project and what this grant means for the town? So the $2 million that we received is going directly toward our Skowhegan River Park project. So our whitewater recreation area that we're developing in our river behind and through the downtown will be a game changer for economic and community development activities, getting people outdoors and recreating. And in 2016, um, Skowhegan, and in particular Main Street Skowhegan, but the town itself went through um, a strate- strategic planning process funded by the Maine Community Foundation to uh, really look at what our assets are in the community and what we should be focusing on to help with economic tourism, other activities. And the Skowhegan River Park came to the surface as a project that our community really wanted us to focus on and move forward. And what that really is creating these hydraulic wave shapers in the river so that people can use paddle boards and kayak to surf um, waves and to play in the water and to just get outdoors and use uh, our wonderful Kennebec River that runs through our downtown. And just to add to what Matt's saying, it's one of our most beautiful assets in Skowhegan, this gorgeous river gorge that terminates in an eddy at the end of the downtown stretch. We've got a fairly small uh, flat iron historic district of our downtown and the river gorge is at the centerpiece of it. Some people call Skowhegan the gateway to the North Woods because a lot of folks are traveling through Skowhegan on their way to points north of us for hiking, biking, skiing, whitewater rafting. And so it's just going to be a wonderful addition to downtown Skowhegan to capitalize on outdoor recreation, spending time outside, and uh, includes beautiful walkways that will allow people to stroll and enjoy the downtown and the outdoors. What is the goal of this project? Do you hope to attract tourists? Is it for locals? As we worked through the strategic planning process and realized that the Skowhegan River Park would be one of the number one projects that Main Street Skowhegan would help the municipality achieve, we realized that we not only want people from away to come to Skowhegan and be able to recreate in our river, shop in our shops, eat in our eateries, and stay in our, in our inns, 
but we want our local people to be able to recreate as well. And as we moved down the path of getting this project together, we realized that a lot of community members and, and the level of poverty in Skowhegan didn't lend itself for folks to really feel like this was a project for them. And how can I afford a paddleboard? How can I afford a kayak? And I, I don't even know how to get to the river or into the river. And so from that, a new initiative was born. And Skowhegan Outdoors is a program of Main Street Skowhegan, which focuses on a free gear library for folks in the community to be able to, to take equipment out. In the wintertime, it's snowshoes and skis. In the summertime, it's camping gear. And uh, we are building a gear library for the river specifically as well. Paddle boards and, and kayaks and other equipment that people can use for free to get in the river or to be outdoors. We've had growing success with this program and we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of folks really benefit. Can you share a little about Skowhegan's history and the recent revitalization efforts? I can jump in and do a quick summary. Um, I've lived here since 2001 and um, Skowhegan has a history of industries like wood products and shoemaking and woolen mills. And even when I first moved to town, there was an active toothpick and tongue depressor factory that was still in operation right in the downtown. But the the town has suffered the loss of a lot of those businesses um, that took their business overseas and has left us with vacant buildings. And so The Main Street Skowhegan Effort, which is a program of the National Trust for Historic Preservation, was founded in 2005 in Skowhegan when we were designated and when the town committed to a multi-pronged approach to revitalization. So that was a turning point for Skowhegan that brought together membership from the town, the business community, and its citizens to start working together on our future. Um, That was an entry point for me to get involved then as a citizen volunteer in helping to grow our farmer's market. And we really realized during these formative years of Main Street Skowhegan what our assets were, the river being one, agriculture and local food and forestry uh, being another, and just a hardworking people that has a long history of, of working hard, working with our hands and making things uh, that creates the opportunities that we're pursuing now. It seems that Maine Grains has played a big role in shaping downtown. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, like I mentioned, I got involved in Skowhegan as a volunteer during years when we were interested in growing the farmer's market. And the farmer's market was about three people uh, and uh, had a history of meeting in the municipal parking lot to sell food and Uh, our downtown organizers were interested in whether that could grow, uh, whether more, we could get more people to shop at the farmer's market. So I joined as a volunteer to help grow the market, uh, during the years between 2005 and say 2012. And we succeeded in growing the market from three to about 21 vendors at its peak and really found a supportive, robust audience for local food in our area. One of the things that was missing from the local food scene uh, was grains and a grassroots group of us began asking ourselves why that was, because 
Our area actually used to be a rich producer of wheat and other grains in the mid 1800s. We used to have a grain mill and a flour mill in our downtown at one time. And so this grassroots group of us uh, decided to bring uh, people together for a conversation about reviving Maine's grain economy in an event that we called the Kneading Conference, K-N-E-A-D. And farmers, bakers, millers, oven builders joined us for that first conference in 2007. It became readily apparent that we were still growing things in Maine like oats and rye as cover crops uh, to help replenish soils after growing things like potatoes and uh, hay. But we had no infrastructure in the state of Maine for processing those grains into food grade grain. We lacked some of the machinery for taking weed seeds out of grain. We lacked machinery that would crack the husky coating off of oats to make the oats edible. And it seemed like a a problem that could be solved by restoring milling infrastructure, which we've done in downtown Skowhegan. And it seems that mill is now the centerpiece of downtown. When we built our business plan for the mill, we looked at lots of different places that we could start the business, including outside of town. But what was unique at this point in time was that the old Somerset County Jail building was to become vacant because the county was building a new jail just outside of town. The building that we're in was built in the late 1800s and was built as a Victorian style brick jailhouse. It's always been a jail. Uh, And it is on the cornerstone of our historic district right across from the Main Street office and the courthouse um, and other downtown fixtures. So we are centrally located and it became the most viable building in our minds because it had four stories that would benefit for us helps to benefit the operation in that we can send grain to the upper floor, the fourth floor, and gravity feed grain through machines on the way down so that final flour and packaging and palleting and shipping happens on the ground floor. So milling benefits from that height. Um, Additionally, the building was just so overbuilt and sturdy that we could hold a lot of weight, a lot of machinery in the building without any problem. Uh, The the walls in some places are three foot thick with steel rebar. (laughs) So very sturdy building. Um, It contains the noise we make in a manufacturing operation so that you don't hear that on the street. And honestly, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine um, what a benefit it would be to be so visible. We're at the major crossroads of Route 2 and 201, and that visibility has has gained for us a lot of um, attention and customer support just because people can see what we're doing. Matt, I'd imagine your bakery does a lot of business with your downtown neighbor, Maine Grains. Yeah, there's definitely a theme in Skowhegan because when I was looking to start a bakery um, in two, and I moved to Skowhegan in 2007, um, when we were looking at properties in town and strip mall uh, locations and and um, possibly even building a place, uh, we, we stumbled on this old 1864 bank building in the heart of Water Street, of, of that middle section of our downtown. And... Uh, we fell in love with the architecture and the, and the, the again, it's an old brick building that um, just had a lot of character. And, and so uh, we decided to, to uh, renovate this old bank building and, and create our bakery in that space. Uh, so that's where the name was born. 
the bankery. Uh, we use our our walk-ins, our our the old bank vaults, our our walk-in coolers, and you can see the old vault doors when you walk in. You can see us baking, um, and and a couple of of years after that, we purchased the building next door to us, which was a flower shop and formal wear shop, and expanded to to become the bankery in Skowhegan Fleurist. Uh, so now we offer fresh cut flowers, which we partner with a lot of local growers. Um, and formal wear services as well. But we are super excited to uh, partner with Main Grains. We, we certainly use their products in our, in our baked goods um, from you know, uh, cornmeal and whole wheat flour and oats. Um, so it's a great collaboration and, and a great way that we are a part of the grain economy in Maine. Could you talk a little more about the other revitalization efforts going on in downtown Skowhegan? I could speak to local food and then I'll pass off to Matt because he's a wealth of knowledge about some of the other entrepreneurial programs. But but like you said, Taylor, there's such a such a cooperative atmosphere in Skowhegan. I feel really lucky to be uh, running a business there. I think we are we have become good at looking out for each other and each other's needs and really looking at what each other's assets are and, and making sure those are accentuated. And so um, uh, Matt helps us. We opened a cafe at the grist mill. Matt helps us because he's got equipment that we don't have for sheeting dough and pastry dough. So, so we send our pastry flour over to Matt. He turns it into sheets of pie dough and we buy it back so that we can make uh, quiche and hand pies and the sort in our cafe. Um, we're really pleased to be working with um, some chefs across the street, also in downtown Skowhegan, who do gourmet prepared meals that are frozen. And they also cook for the downtown charter school, uh, but have purchased pasta making machinery. And um, they are featuring local grains in, in those pastas. Um, we house a creamery that makes fresh ricotta and gouda and now smoked mozzarella in our building. We have a community-run radio station and a yarn shop in our building. And now we've incubated another couple of businesses um, just on the grain front. Uh, actually, my twin sister, who's making pizza dough now uh, as a product that she is wholesaling throughout the Northeast um, an employee of ours who has started an ice cream sandwich business using the grains in her ice cream sandwiches. So we're, you know, we're really doing a good job, both, um, you know, continuing to run a thriving downtown farmer's market um, and just kind of locking in together as local food enterprises to see how we can support each other and share resources. So most recently in, in 2020, uh, we were selected as one of three communities to uh, work on an entrepreneurship ecosystem pilot program, which is funded by um, the Maine Community Foundation. And from that, um, in Skowhegan uh, was born our um, Center for Entrepreneurship. So opening soon, we're developing a co-working space that is going to allow um, business people and community members to have a, uh, a location where they can uh, start a business, uh, rent a desk space, have a meeting space for um, for clients and whatnot, um, or hold classes. Like uh, we're going to be having a, um, some educational classes in that space as well. It further helped renovate a second floor of a downtown building that was recently purchased to um, to be renovated and to be part of the, the number of buildings that are, are being uh, rehabbed in our downtown. So 
um, we are excited to be part of that process and to help um, bolster and support our local businesses um, in Skowhegan and provide extra support. Uh, we also conducted um, you know, an analysis with our small business um, community in Skowhegan to see what the needs are. And we're currently working on a plan to um, assist with that through this ecosystems project. Um, so marketing services, accounting services, or other things where um, website development and other services that small businesses just don't seem to have time for or have the expertise. Um, so Main Street Skowhegan in partnership with Main Downtown Center and Main Community Foundation um, has really been working on um, that piece as well. You've mentioned restoring some of the town's historic buildings. Can you speak to the importance of preserving the town's history while uh, Skowhegan also moves into the future? I can I can speak to that, or I'll start, and then Matt, I'd be curious to see how you'd answer this question, but... Um, you know, I remember years living in Skowhegan and starting to get involved where I felt like all the work that needed to be done took no money at all. All the work that needed to be done was really relationship building. It was knocking on each other's doors, getting to know each other, learning the history. What role did people play? Um, who gets things done? Um, how do we work better together? And I, I remember the moment, certainly in the local food work I was doing, when it when it became clear that, oh, you know, $300 would really help us put up a sign for the farmer's market, which they've never had. And let's just solve that, right? You know, it was just one little problem that took a little bit of money. And then, you know, I think as things have evolved in Skowhegan, we've been good at assessing what are, what are the problems? How do we fix them? What are the voids? How do we fill them ourselves? And um, it gradually takes more and more money <laughs> and resources. And so, you know, I think the successes we're seeing now um, a couple of decades in is just um, uh, we've proven ourselves. We have a track record of making things happen with the resources that we have, which early on were really small resources. And, um, and now we're attracting larger resources and there are still voids and still problems to solve. And we're studying them and becoming informed. And we now understand some of the difficulties with housing in our community. We've just learned through a housing study that um, as many as 15% of the people in Skowhegan live without a car. So it affects how we think about parking and uh, building and development that makes it possible for people to live in the downtown and um, conduct their lives on foot. And that will actually help us all uh, if we have more people living in our downtown. So it's helping us think uh, differently about solutions. And there's certainly uh, more resources will be gathering in the future to help solve some of those bigger problems like housing and um, new infrastructure for the downtown. So um, Matt, maybe you have comment about historic infrastructure and because there's been a lot of attention paid to that as well. Yeah, um, I can at least start by saying that uh, we have a great collaborative community in Skowhegan, whether it's Main Street Skowhegan or it's the Chamber of Commerce or it's Skowhegan Economic Development, Somerset Economic Development, Maine Grain Alliance. We are a number of organizations working for 
a common goal. And the goal is to make Stowhegan a prosperous place for not only the residents, but for those that are visiting and traveling and, um, you know, sharing in the beauty that this town has to offer. And so ultimately, you know, celebrating our rich history and heritage of Skowhegan and preserving buildings and preserving um, what we have and, you know, recognizing that our beautiful little town is worth stopping uh, and checking out. Um, uh, that's That's been such a sense of community that I've really enjoyed since moving here. And part of what I feel is fulfilling as I'm, I conduct business in this community um, and many friendships and, and folks that I consider family um, have formed because of the collaborations we have and, and being able to be in circles where we're volunteering together at, for, you know, different initiatives and events um, for a common goal. Um, and part of the Main Street approach is an eye toward historic preservation. And so when possible, we, we do partner and work with um, business owners or, or building owners in our community to see, you know, what we can take advantage of, whether it's a tax credit or it's, a, you know, consultation with uh, the Department of, of uh, Historic Preservation at the state level um, so that we can you know, restore and or um, keep these these buildings alive for the future. What drew you to Skowhegan and what changes have you seen since you've lived there? Skowhegan chose me in a lot of ways. I was interning as a, as a pastry chef at Frank's Bake Shop in Bangor, where I met my husband and he lived in Skowhegan, and at the time we worked together with with a thought that someday we would own our own bake shop. As time went on, we conducted our own analysis on you know where starting where we could start a business and maybe the the market analysis of what Skowhegan would be able to provide us. And uh, we we knew that Skowhegan was a great place to put down roots. Uh, we love to recreate, we love to kayak and hike, and um, Skowhegan is, offers, you know, all of those amenities, but it's also close to urban areas. If you want to go to Portland or Boston, we're also fairly close to those types of activities. Um, so we just love Skowhegan for its position, and as we we got to know more community members and got more involved in our community, um, it, is, it has never not felt like home. I moved to Skowhegan in 2001 after getting married. I grew up in Brunswick. <clears throat> I had gone away to college and had come back to Maine uh, as a speech pathologist. I was living and working in Portland, but I married my husband after we met Contradancing in North Whitefield, and he had signed on as a family doc here uh, in the community, first with a, a private practice, Skowhegan Family Medicine, and later that practice would join Reddington Fairview General Hospital. So when I moved here, my job was just the more portable one. I could keep doing what I was doing in speech pathology by living up here and being dispatched out to different jobs. Uh, you know, and then really it was the community transformation work and starting a family that changed my life. I uh, became more and more invested uh, with my time in helping to revitalize Skowhegan and the efforts that were underfoot and started building this business plan for the grist mill and um, eventually changed my entire course. 
Um, I know that the Main Street approach said early on that that you wanted, you know, you would get to a point in your work where you would see sympathetic development. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I've always thought of that term as, well, well, that's probably me. You know, I did at one point uh, get frustrated and I felt like, why are we always looking for the developer that's going to come here from some other state and buy our white elephant building and save the day, you know? And uh, we know what our needs are. We know what we want in our communities and we're hard workers. So, so is there a way to make this happen for ourselves? And I, I think that is the spirit that's alive and well in Skowhegan, not that it's been easy. And, you know, Matt and I make the collaborative um, ethic in Skowhegan sound rosy and wonderful, but, you know, there've been difficult times too. Um, and change is not easy, uh, but I do think that a commitment to working through your difficulties to get on the other side really is transformative for a community. Thank you for listening to Maine Ties, a podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. You can listen to future episodes on our website, www.maincf.org, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Main Ties theme music is Blue Heron by Chris Moore of 317 Main Community Music Center. 